Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. Let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in the the Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. I read a Thursday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe and Dylan Michaels. We will head up until 2 o'clock here on the show on Sports Radio 810 for the next four hours. And um, it'll be a, a, a different show, obviously, than uh, what we had planned, a different show than what we thought we would be doing when we signed off yesterday around one forty-five as the parade and the stage and the celebration was wrapping up and uh, we obviously know uh, what took place after that it's been uh, discussed and talked about uh, Seren Petro I thought did a magnificent job yesterday in an incredibly difficult situation to navigate as things were happening in real time Curtis and Adam to be able to figure out what is the news what is reporting worthy to figure out what should be disseminated and what should be held back before it is put out over the air. It's not an easy task because people are turning to them to find out what's going on because people did not know what was going on yesterday. We will hear from the uh, KCPD, the uh, press conference coming up at about 10.30 or so. We will take that live. Um, we will try to mix in some sports from time to time in the show. Uh, not sure how that happens, but we will try to do that. We'll talk with Kent Swanson coming up at 11 o'clock. We will cover a wide range of topics, I'm assuming, with Kent. Adam Teicher will talk with him coming up at noon. Again, we will cover a wide range of topics with him. And then Mick Schaefer will join us in the 1 o'clock hour today, KSHB 41 Sports Director, who was live on scene yesterday. And we will cover one topic with Mick Schaefer coming up in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. The, the show today... You know, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know what to expect because I spend my days talking about sports. I do it in my free time as well. It's one of the reasons why I love my job so much, because our job is to provide the outlet, if you will, the, the hopefully entertain if we can to offer the break from life to talk about fun things. You know, I want my I want fun in my fun. Is what I always say. I want to. I want to talk about the fun in the fun. Sports are supposed to be fun and not taken too seriously. It's why we have or try to spend so much time trying to have fun. Maybe at the cost of you know people making fun of us for not being funny or trying too hard to be funny. We've heard that a lot, and I really don't care because for these four hours we are trying to have fun. And if we're not having fun, we don't think you're having fun and it's not a break from your daily life and you're not getting whatever out of it that you should be getting out of it because it shouldn't be about incredibly overly serious things. Our job is not the overly serious kind, but these are the shows that are different and they're not easy and nobody expects them to be easy. I can't imagine somebody out there that would expect that. Nobody would because nobody's lives today around Kansas City is going to be easy. Certainly not ours. Because it was a difficult day, incredibly difficult day. A day that started with nothing but smiling faces and joy and having so much fun 
and talking about the parade and throwing footballs around and not a frown anywhere except for somebody that may accidentally get pummeled with a football that was thrown from across the street. But even then, it turned more into the smiles. And then it turned into tragedy and tears and trauma. And what most people have noted of an all-too-familiar scene. And I was walking back to the, uh, to the car after we signed off yesterday. And I knew that something was abnormal with the amount of police that were flying down Grand, heading towards Union Station. I didn't know what it was. Never been there at the end of the parade before. Usually we sign off, and it is something of a, a surreal moment and, and, uh, and, and place to be saying, usually this is what we do with parades. But usually when we sign off, we are handing it over to the program as the stage presentation is going on. And so I'm not there for the end of the parade when it's all done and people are, are you know, leaving or the, the stage presentation is done, I should say. So I didn't know if it was totally abnormal for all of the police presence heading to Union Station. But then I got to the car with my son. And the first thing I hear is Seren describing a scene. And before he even gets to the part that we now know, my immediate thought was, oh no, not my city. Because I already knew what had happened before Seren said what had happened. I just didn't know how bad. I knew it. And now we all know. And we know that Lisa Lopez Galvin is no longer with us. We know her friends and family's lives are forever changed. Her children realizing that the horror that their, their mother won't be there for them. None of that should be lost, should ever be lost. The people that were there present at the parade around Union Station, whose lives are forever changed, shouldn't be lost. She isn't and shouldn't be a statistic. We, as a city, we aren't and shouldn't be just a statistic. Just the next city in, in, in a long line of cities that have joined a community of, of tragedy and terror. That this is our turn. And somehow that's accepted as our turn. My son was there just like thousands of other kids that were there with their parents and, and, and loved ones. And I know he's scared. He was frightened. He's trying to process it and deal with it just as we all are in real time. I'll still be processing it today and tomorrow, and maybe it'll be somewhat therapeutic on the air over the next four hours. I'm not sure. I have no idea what to expect. I went on a radio show this morning and found myself crying in the middle of it. Didn't expect that to happen. But I was crying because I was thinking about my son and I was thinking about the other kids there, and I was thinking about family members, and I was thinking about my wife. While I'm walking to my car with my phone in my pocket, it's on vibrate. I can't hear it, feel it. And I get to the car, and my phone is filled with her desperately trying to reach us. I have no idea what those minutes were like for her. Because I was with my son, and we were safe. 
And at that point, I didn't know what was going on. I was there present, but didn't have the information that those that were watching did. And that was the scene for many, many thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were reaching out and trying to get in contact with people they know and love throughout the day. When you heard that happen, because everybody knew somebody at the, if you weren't there, you knew somebody or, or tens and twenties and thirties and hundreds of people that were there. You knew that. And you're trying to get a hold of them because we've seen the scenes throughout the country, but it hits home in that instant and it affects your family. And I know how it affected her because as soon as she got home from work, the immediate thing was to go and hug all of us with a big embrace. This morning I wake up and my first thought is I just want to hug my family. I don't want to go to work. I want to be around them all day, tomorrow, the next day, because I don't know when the wrong place, wrong time comes for any of us. Because Lisa didn't know that yesterday. Her kids didn't know they would wake up without a mom today. And somehow, you know, we've taught an entire generation of our children and people that nowhere is safe, schools and churches and concerts and theaters and marathons and parades. I mean, we've, we express our our horror and our grief and our thoughts and prayers and our love for those that are affected but we've also sort of accepted that somehow the lives of our youngest kids is the price of freedom and it's not nor should it be and it's going to continue to be rough days really rough days for everybody. Because I hate talking about that. It was our turn. Why should there? Be? Because it'll be somebody else's turn around the corner. It'll be another city's turn. And the trauma will be brought back up. Because it's something to. That we have to. That we will. Unfortunately continue to deal with. 22 people were shot. One person lost their life. Nine children were shot. Ages 6 to 15. Can you imagine a scene of seeing a six-year-old being shot? I don't want to. My son's eight, my daughter's four. Eight people with immediate life-threatening Injuries yesterday after being shot. Seven with life-threatening injuries. And we watch a parade become a real-life military operation. We watch the escalation from you know active shooter drills by police and law enforcement to active shooter protocol to mass casualty protocol. Children's Mercy Hospital nurse yesterday holding the press conference saying they enacted the mass casualty protocol. At children's mercy. 
Outrage doesn't do anything, though, because that's sort of stopped being any effective way. I mean, I'm very, very glad that I wasn't near Union Station. And I'm very sad. And I'm angry. I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm everything wrapped up into one. Because this is my city. This is our city. I love this city, man. I love it so much. And I was so proud yesterday. Because that's part of the sports teams, right? It's part of the civic pride. See all those Chiefs players, man. The country watching. Chiefs celebrating. Other teams fans hating. (laughs) Until what happened and then the NFL community coming together. Josh Briscoe is... uh, is with us, not here in studio, but um, Josh, you were there still at the apartment when when I left. I left, you know, with my son, um, and we got to the uh, got to the car, and he's incredibly scared. And well, I'll tell you this: there, there is there is no play. I wish I could open up the playbook and read through Andy Reid's plays to figure out how to deal with that with the child. I have uh, I have no idea because I don't have a playbook of how to deal with it with myself. The first image for me that I think is maybe the most crystallized is being there kind of overlooking Grand still from the loft and watching ambulances tear through piles of confetti. Yeah, It's one of the wildest things I think I'll probably ever see because in that moment, again, even before we really knew and as soon as we saw on the, the broadcast that KSHP was running, as soon as we saw the officers going into Union Station with guns drawn, you knew. I mean, that you you knew, and like you said, you, you probably knew before any of that evidence even needed to be filed by the response and the fact that this is a uniquely American problem that you should be devastated by, but you cannot be surprised by. The scene the whole way through, me and Renee and Drake all stayed there for, yeah. I mean, it was close to five, I think, when we eventually left, and Drake was listening to the scanners and everything and going through him reiterating what he heard and some of the, the calls and things like putting out requests to all of the hospitals in the area to figure out how many level one trauma victims they could take and how yeah. full they were is something, of course, none of us will ever forget. And... I'm heartbroken and devastated for the victims and their families and friends. But like you said, I'm I'm also heartbroken for Kansas City because Nate Bucati tweeted yesterday a, a snippet of Clark Hunt's speech that, you know, 30 minutes after the fact played very, very differently. Where Clark Hunt says this is an incredible moment for Kansas City all over the world. They know about this amazing place. Never in our history have we had so many eyes on Kansas City and so many people talking about this town. That was such a celebratory, exciting sentence, a a phrase, a a thing to realize. Never in our history have we had so many eyes on Kansas City. And then, I can't even remember where it was, one of the NBA games last night had a moment of silence with just Kansas City and the fountain logo up there. And I don't want moments of silence for Kansas City. I want to celebrate it. The civic pride, like you said, it, we we went yesterday from watching Travis Kelsey be the drunkest man on the planet by uh, by by body weight, and it ends with stories of Trey Smith picking up a kid to hide in the closet with him, and, and stories of Andy Reid consoling you know teenagers separated from their friends who they didn't know if their friends were dead or alive. 
it's also the first time I think I've I've had to reply to a swarm of of those texts of of Are you okay? Hey, just wanting to you know yeah. I think I know where you yeah. were at, but just to make sure. It's also the first time I've had to send as many as I did. I've had friends in other places where there have been shootings because again, it's not. It's not a weird, rare thing to 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 realize. Oh, I, people in my life were incredibly close to absolute horrors, but yesterday was the one where I know that there were dozens of people in my life within striking distance, and that the people impacted the most directly are people in our circles, people in our city. There's a lot that I'm mad about. And there's a lot that I don't think I have fully processed because, and Renee mentioned as we were leaving, it was a post-apocalyptic scene. Yeah. Walking past porta-potties and confetti everywhere, but it's a ghost town. And the people who left in a hurry, left a long time ago, the people who are still trying to figure out if they can go to their cars. We were in a hotel parking garage. It was another hotel parking garage where at one point there were reports of them cornering another suspect in there. And at that point, like, well, I guess we'll just stay here until, until, as we eventually Drake heard on the um, on the scanner, until the snipers were told to stand down. That's not something that anybody anticipated needing to track yesterday. Yeah. A- and again, we I might get madder later. Right now, I'm <laughs> devastated yeah. because of what this means for how people are going to hopefully continue to love Kansas City and love the people in it. But this just taints everything. And it I don't know if, if we'll ever, you know, be able to separate, oh, yeah, that was the year they went back to back. And, man, think about all the good moments that came of that before it became an absolute horror movie. And and maybe we shouldn't ever divorce those two things. I, I don't know. I, I've thought about that quite a bit yeah. um, over the last 12 hours or so, and I, I don't have a solution. But, man, to say that it takes the air out of an incredible day is is woefully understating it. It We were talking on this show about how well everything was going, about how well everybody was handling themselves, about how fun the energy was, about how the players were taking the time to walk up and down the streets, and and then it ends like that. I don't know how long it'll take to process all of it, but it's going to be a while. We will continue throughout the show. Again, we will try to mix in some sports as well. Um, I, I have no idea if my words help or not. I'm processing it with everybody else um, at the same time. Um, and as a city, we will come together and we will fight through it. Um, and we are saddened and hurt while also somehow relieved that more people didn't lose their life. We're relieved that, thank goodness, the nine children that were shot, all of them look to make a recovery. And I will not use the word full recovery because full recovery is only used in the sense of your body. There is no such thing as a full recovery for those children. We'll hear from the KCBD, uh, Kansas City Police Department, their press conference coming up next. All right, we'll continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. We head up until 2 o'clock. We will uh, mix in some sports along the way. We'll try to do that. Ken Swanson coming up at 11 o'clock, certainly get his thoughts on things that have taken place. And 
his perspective of that. I want to hear as many different perspectives, you know, as we can of the people that we're talking to. Adam Teicher coming up at noon. Uh, we'll talk with Mick Schaefer today in the one o'clock hour. Uh, KSHB 41 sports director. He was there uh, on the scene. We've seen many, many, many videos. Uh, police encouraging those that have cell phone videos, whatever the videos are, to send them uh, so that they can help piece everything together. You never know if your video, you may not think something uh, is relevant, but it might be a piece of information that's somewhere in the background or something that you are looking at and not even realizing is something that uh, that, that they may be looking for. I don't know. Um but their job to gather as much information and go through the investigation, and they are doing what they can right now and uh, encouraging people to send in those videos. Uh, KCPD will have a press conference when they have that and they start that press conference. We will uh, listen in for the uh, latest update on those things, um, latest update on what is going on. Uh, the latest we have is that the three people have been apprehended. Twenty-two people were shot there was one fatality lisa lopez galvin she has a name and a family and a life um not just the statistic of 21 other people were shot along with the fatality it is 21 other people were shot along with lisa lopez galvin who lost her life yesterday celebrating a championship and you know when you say that you know things will never be the same Championships won't be the same. I mean, if they do three-peat, I don't know what next year is going to feel like, be like. Maybe it'll be therapeutic. Maybe it'll be traumatic. I don't know. But I know there's a part of me that looks back and goes, man, I wish the Chiefs wouldn't have won. Because I can't help but think that. Because if the Chiefs wouldn't have won, then Lisa Lopez-Gavin would still be alive. And the kids that suffered that trauma wouldn't have experienced that. We can't go back and change anything. We have to try to move forward and figure out how we can move forward. 30 total people were hurt and treated. 11 of the victims were children. Nine of the uh, of the children suffered gunshot wounds. The, um, the spokesperson for Children's Mercy, the nurse, said that uh, the way she could describe everything was just fear. Just fear from the kids. The stories we've also heard, I mean, there's there's stories of that and there's stories of heroism by Samaritans, good Samaritans, those that tackled one of um, the people that was uh, apprehended and arrested. I don't know if they were one of the shooters or not or with the group, but clearly they were, uh, they were a person of interest that the cops were wanting to get and they acted. And we know they were certainly a part of it because of what fell out of the man's jacket. Excuse me. The POS's jacket. The coward's jacket. The scum of the earth's jacket. The lower than the scum of the earth's jacket. The animal, the heartless person that was tackled. Soulless. Shell of a person who was tackled. And the weapon that fell out. And we saw that weapon that fell out. We'll hear from the KCPD when they 
start their uh, press conference, um, but uh, those people that were injured and um, and what took place, um, I don't know what um, what the future will be with celebrations or parades because there are St. Patrick's Day parades. There are other parades that take place. It's not just championship parades. But it's um it's a little it's a little bit of a helpless feeling when you say over eight hundred armed police officers were there and still this happens because you simply can't protect every single person that's there. I mean we shouldn't go to parades thinking, are we putting our life at risk to celebrate the Chiefs? Putting our life at risk to go and watch a parade and to celebrate and have so much fun with our family. Okay, so Mayor Quinton Lucas and Stacy Graves, the uh, KCPD chief, are heading to the uh, microphone right now, and I believe we will be uh, joining in right now with Mayor Quinton Lucas. You ready? Again, Quinton Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City. I'm joined by Chief of Police Stacy Graves, Kansas City Fire Chief Ross Grundison. We're here to give an update on both the investigation, victim information, to the extent we have available now, and the ongoing work being done in Kansas City in response to yesterday's shooting incident. Our condolences continue to go out to all those who have been impacted, including the decedent. You will have more information on that in our conversation that comes up shortly. A few things to note, and the chief will cover a bit later. If you have questions about property or other information relating to belongings that were left at Union Station, please call the city's 311 information line. Please do not call the police department's line in connection with that information. The other thing that we wanted to note were mental health resources for anyone who feels concerns from yesterday's events. Please call 988, and that's how we can connect you with services. We also will be making victim advocacy services available following this crisis. With that, we'll come back for questions after the police chief and the fire chief speak. With that, I'll turn it over to Police Chief Stacy Graves. Police Chief Stacy Graves. As you know, yesterday we experienced a tragic event during a time that was meant for celebration. The law enforcement response was exemplary. Those in attendance also responded. They helped one another and even physically stopped a person who was believed to be involved in the incident. I want to thank the people who acted bravely yesterday alongside law enforcement to include the Kansas City Fire Department. Your selfless act did not go unnoticed. Thank you, Kansas City. I'm angered by what occurred in our city yesterday, but I'm also thankful for the response. Members of the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, the Kansas City Fire Department, city officials, federal partners, and many others have worked around the clock investigating this incident. All of their hard work and dedication has allowed me the opportunity to provide you this update today. I want to thank the Attorney General, the Governor, the Mayor, and numerous other elected officials, as well as numerous chiefs of police for reaching out to me directly, offering support, assistance, to include federal resources to assist in this investigation. First and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. 
During the overnight hours, we learned there are 23 victims of yesterday's shooting. One of our victims, Elizabeth Galvin, 43 years old, died. We are still learning about her, but know that she is beloved by many. To her friends and family, We are with you, and we are working tirelessly to investigate her murder. The 22 victims' age range between 8 years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims are under the age of 16. As mentioned yesterday, we have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. And it should be noted, we have recovered several firearms. This incident is still a very active investigation. We ask anyone in the vicinity of the shooting that directly witnessed the shooting incident, has any video of the shooting incident, or is a victim of the shooting who has not yet reported to police, please call this dedicated line, 816 413 3477. I know there are many more questions that you all want answers to uh, that I may not have answered just yet. It's critical that we protect the integrity of this case so that we can bring justice to the victims, their families, and everyone else involved. It should also be noted we are also working closely with our Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, uh, we're going to pass this on to uh, right, Chief Grundison from the Fire Department. Good morning, I'm Fire Chief Ross Grundison. Uh, yesterday, Kansas City units, along with our mutual aid partners, uh, treated a total of 22 victims of the shooting incident. Um, we had one fatality that was on scene, eight critical, seven serious, and six patients with minor injuries. All the critical patients were transported off the scene uh, within 10 minutes of our point of contact with them. We transported to Children's Mercy, University of Health and St. Luke's in the Plaza. KCFD had a plan in place and we are ready to respond to an incident like this. At the time of the shooting, we had approximately eight personnel from KCFD and KC Medical who were assisting us in the immediate area. Some of those members were within 40 feet of where the shooting took place. These members did not run for cover, but stayed on scene to treat and triage the injured while additional KCFD units ran to their assistance. I am very grateful uh, and proud of the service of these crews that worked this terrible incident. They gave their all yesterday, like they do every day in this city, and again, put their, the public's lives above their own, and we are grateful for that. I also want to say thanks to all the mutual aid uh, partners that we worked with on this incident. Um, very grateful for their assistance. Thank you. Thank you. Questions? Chief, I wanted to ask you about a comment you made yesterday, because you said this is not Kansas City. And you just mentioned that this was an argument, apparently, that escalated. We had a similar situation just happened right around the corner at Crown Center, less than a month ago. Last year, we set a record for homicides in this community with 182. So isn't gun violence, in fact, very much a part of what we face here in Kansas City routine? We do face gun violence here in Kansas City, but my note of this is not Kansas City is in we had likely one million people down in and around this, this celebration. 
to, to have the, the ability to have that many people in, in our downtown area with a, I'm not, I don't want to minimize this event, but you have, that's Kansas City. That, that is a million people that are um, able to come together for a celebration. Again, you have just a handful, or I, I'm not, I don't have a specific number of, of actors in this that, that perpetrated the violence that, that played out. Do you have arrests? Because I, my understanding, you can only hold these folks for so long. Correct. Have you charged them yet? Uh, we have not charged them yet. This is still in, under investigation. We do have 24 hours until we, we have to either file charges or release them. And again, again, we are working closely with the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office to present the most successful case for prosecution. Is there any issues with, with linking them to the actual shooting? Um, you have enough evidence at this point? So, so some of those questions, I'm not able to give a direct answer just because I want to protect the integrity of this investigation. My focus right now and, and what is most important to, to us is to make sure that everything in this case is presented for successful prosecution. So some of those questions, um, I'm, I'm hesitant to do. So I think the answer so is she's going to answer it. It seems like we are so many hours from the shooting at this point, you're not announcing an arrest. I just don't understand. We, we have subjects that are detained, like I said earlier. That is under investigation. We have detectives that have worked overnight and through the night that are still upstairs right now working with our Jackson County Prosecutor's Office for for uh, the furtherance of this investigation. That 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 we we uh, have um, all intentions of presenting charges. The other thing I wanted to ask you about um, the individuals: were they part of a gang? Is this some kind of gang crew? Uh, you know the the relationship between the uh, subjects involved. We, that's still under investigation. Can you, can you, can you, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Go ahead to the lady. Please. You're good. Go. For the three suspects or the three people you currently have in custody, were they known to Kansas City Police prior to this or any federal law enforcement or other law enforcement? That is also under investigation. Chief, can you elaborate? locations where there's more than one location where the shooting took place, correct? Initial reports were that there was more than one location. It really is. That's not the case. It was mostly on the west side of Union Station. I had another question. You made it sound like you're not sure at this point how many people may have been involved. Does that mean there are potentially more shooters what what that is, if I could clarify that, is that we are not uh, closing the door and giving direct numbers on this. This is still an active investigation. We are, are still uh, asking the public that if anyone noticed that, if anyone witnessed the shooting directly, to still contact police. We want to make sure that anyone that was responsible for yesterday is brought to justice. Can you tell us again the name of the victim? Elizabeth Galvin. And how old is she? She's 43. And, 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 where, and what is what exact time did, did the shooting was? When was that reported and where exactly did it happen? It was approximately, I believe, maybe 1.50 p.m. Uh, I'm not completely sure on exactly when the shots were fired, but it was at the conclusion of the celebration rally. Yes, sir. Chief, can you elaborate at all on the firearms that were recovered on the scene? Uh, right now, I, I am not going to elaborate on that just yet. There there were several firearms that were recovered. Mr. Mayor, would my been able to legally hold on to Just a second. 
What was your question? The ATF uh, we have our we have engaged our, our federal partners. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department has a great relationship with our federal partners. We have historically, and um, they have offered all of their assistance to whatever we need in this. Would minors have been able to legally possess these weapons if they were if they were legally obtained somehow? Would a minor be able to have that weapon? Minors should not be in or possession of weapons. I was watching local news. You were talking about high-powered weapon. And yeah. Juvenile. Yeah. People should have. Is that something that was, was a high-powered weapon used in this incident? I think the chief explained right now there's still an investigation as to the firearms. Firearms have been retrieved, and then we'll learn more about it. To the extent that I was speaking towards it, it was from uh, listening to uh, sounds of gunfire, both in person and uh, certainly in connection with what I have since seen in video as well. But we'll have all that information uh, as soon as possible. That's being investigated with the firearms. One second. Go ahead. I know you haven't uh, said so, but, uh, you know, there have been some pictures shown of, like, it. Uh, AR or something to that effect. If there's a long weapon, wouldn't that be something that you have hundreds of police officers there? Wouldn't that be something they would potentially be able to spot before it's even used? I think our police officers did an outstanding job yesterday. I'm not here to second guess any part of that work. I know that we will review this situation like we do any other incident to make sure that we can keep the people of Kansas City safe at future times. Yes. A question about the uh, victims that were hospitalized. Do we have an update on how many were discharged, specifically the nine gunshot wound victims that were children? We don't. We don't have. We don't have the the updates on the conditions of the children that were hospitalized. Chief, were there additional shootings that happened near around the uh, the uh, rally? I didn't hear you. Were, were there any additional shootings that took place before or, or around the uh, rally point? Uh, yesterday it was mentioned that there was a shooting in and around uh, 27th and Gillum, that area. Uh, and we were also asked if that had anything to do with this shooting. Right now we don't have any information that those are, are related. But that's under investigation. I'll, I'll, I'll just do the parade point and then will we do it. Here's the thing. We have a plan for a St. Patrick's Day parade in Kansas City. We have parades all the time. I don't think they'll end. Certainly we recognize the public safety challenges at issue that relate to them. This is why we have detectives right now who are doing important work to make sure the people who committed these offenses are brought to justice. We will learn about the types of firearms that are used and we'll do everything that we can both as a city and working with our state and federal partners to see that we can help avoid these types of situations. Unfortunately, this is not the first shooting at a parade in our country or a rally. That is certainly a tragic uh, incident for us because we don't have experience with them. You asked the chief at the outset, is this Kansas City? Well, we've had parades like this before. We had one last year without this type of incident. We had a Kansas City Royals victory parade where we had almost no arrests in 2015. So I don't think in any way that this is Kansas City. I do think that there is a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, and there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. That, however, does not mean that Kansas City will stop having major events. We will do all we can to make sure people are safe, and that's why I think you're seeing so many people at KCPD and the Kansas City Fire Department doing work to address that. Thank you all so much. All right, there is the uh, update from Mayor Quentin Lucas, KCPD Chief Stacy Graves, and uh, I apologize, I did not get uh, KCFD's um, 
uh, chief uh, name. I will uh, find that. But the update that they have uh, given, uh, uh, KCFD uh, Chief Gunderson, uh, there is, um, according to uh, Chief of Police Stacey Graves, no connection to terrorism at this point, viewed to be a dispute between individuals. The relationship of the individuals is still under investigation. Uh, the weapons used, not being made public, still under investigation. Two of the individuals detained are juveniles. No charges have been brought yet. They have 24 hours to bring charges. Uh, Chief Graves said that they are working closely with Jackson County prosecutors, and they have all intentions of bringing charges against the three individuals who have been detained. No information if they're if those involved are limited to these three individuals, I would guess. Also, go ahead. KCFD right. Chief Ross Grundison is is, is one of Thank you very much. Add the name there. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, no information if it is limited to these three individuals. I would be shocked if only three individuals had any information about this that were linked in any way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, that is the information right now. No charges. But 24 hours to bring charges, I would guess that there will be charges that will be filed against the individuals. If they are working that closely with Jackson County prosecutors, FBI staying up all night working the case, continuing to work the case. Um, the phone number to call if you have information, witness the shooting, have video, whatever it might be, 816 413 3477. 816-413-3477. The city information line, if you have lost any uh, property, if you lost a phone or other things that, yes, seem absolutely secondary and and, and way down the line of, of the importance, but still of importance, that um, info line is 311. Do not call the uh, police, but 311. And if you are having trouble and trying to process everything that is going on, 988, the mental health services that are there, um, also found out that uh, there were members of uh, the uh, the fire department that were within 40 feet immediately re uh, responding and reacting, um, which we may find out could have saved some of the people who had immediate life-threatening injuries. The seven others, that had, there were eight, Individuals that had immediate life-threatening injuries and seven individuals that had just simply viewed as life-threatening injuries, which is also something that feels incredibly callous to say to differentiate. But life-threatening injuries, that's 15 of the victims um, and uh, many citizens helping those that may be nurses or just simply people um, and... Um, going and um, giving aid as quickly as they can as, uh, as, as they see some of the, uh, the victims that um, were at the hands of, of, of these uh, bad actors that, uh, that took place yesterday. Again, 816-413-3477. 
if there's anything that is a moment of appreciation in all of this that I've also been thinking about a lot over the last mm-hmm. several hours, it is the fact that there are people who are not only willing but equipped to save lives in that manner. Mm-hmm. The Casey Fire Department and then the hospitals that the victims eventually ended up at. Um, uh, the University Health, formerly Truman Medical Center, I ended up at their other location for all of my uh, health emergency stuff a couple of years ago, and um, there is a miraculous quality to that that is so hard to wrap your head around in terms of at any other point in history, back, you know, 50 years ago or any point before that, who knows if there's any bringing these people back from that brink and that I, again, am filled with a large conflict of emotions, of mm. sadness and anger, and some amount of hope and certainly love for those people who were able to save lives in those moments. Also uh, hearing that uh, half of the one we heard that there was an uh, additional victim, that it's now 23 people total, 22 um, those that uh, are being treated and the fatality. So 23 total. So that total rose by one and half of the victims are under the age of 16 and um and two of the suspects are juveniles according to stacy graves there yep two of the individuals detained are juveniles um and uh, a lot more information to try to uh find out in this entire situation uh and uh lisa lopez galvin 43 years old i am 43 years old that's uh i mean it's just no matter the age i mean no matter the age when you fall victim to something like that and everybody out there traumatized victimized in some way shape or form of um of this senseless act we will uh take a break we'll come back as the show progresses we will try to mix in a little sports along the way we'll see how we do with that more zone next all right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. We do head up until 2 o'clock. We will talk with Ken Swanson coming up next. He is from uh, KC Sports Network, the KC Laboratory podcast. And um, we will navigate a wide range of topics with Kent from the parade, from the aftermath, from the trauma to the Super Bowl championship and back-to-back to moving forward with the Chiefs and what happens in the off season and trying to mix in some actual sports on a day that it it seems so very distant secondary to what is actually going on but is also something as you know I've heard from you know a couple that are you know what I actually want to hear some sports today just as a little bit of a break um it it feels so inconsequential uh, to talk about whether Chris Jones was serious at the uh, uh, on stage of saying he is never leaving, not next year, the year after that, the year after that, the year after that. So he's going to be a 40-year-old playing for the Chiefs, whether the organization likes it or not. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, many different ways of, of uh, addressing this. We'll, we'll take a break. We are behind a little bit. We'll take a break, and uh, we will hear from uh, Ken Swanson coming up next.